people of the Central Michigan area, it's time for Spock Sports Show on 92.3 FM and AM 830 WMMI. Here is your source for mid-Michigan sports. He is the one and only Mr. Chris Spockman. Welcome on to another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92. If you missed that Mid and Michigan Matters podcast with Lori Peters, the Community Cancer Services of Isabella County, you can find that podcast well all over the place starting tomorrow. And a little deflated Chris Spockman here with you this Sunday morning as, well, hoops is over already. The first time ever I did not have one of our five ultra-local boys basketball teams take home a district championship. We'll talk about that Oiler game that I had on Friday night in just a bit. In the second half of Spock Sports Show, talk about where all of our high school team seasons ended, where they finished. In the next couple weeks, we'll get together with some coaches and really put a bow on the high school basketball season. Right now, I want to get into my interview with Damon Brown post-game after they fell to Fowler. It just tells you a lot about this guy. Still had a smile on his face after the game, but we'll get into all that right there. Here is my interview with Damon Brown as the Sacred Heart Academy girls season ended on Tuesday. Welcome back to Sacred Heart Academy in downtown Mount Pleasant. 66-30, our final tonight. Fowler with the win over Sacred Heart. Moving on in the state finals. The girls season ending in the regional semifinals, and I'm joined by Damon Brown. And Damon, even after this loss, you, yeah, no problem. I'll come up and join you. And so <laughs> I always talk about coaches doing things for the right reasons, and I know you're doing things for the right reasons, but to be able to join me after this game just tells me about you, about your program, that it's about so much more than winning basketball games. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, you're always going to find a, you know, you're always going to win every game, um, but it's the lessons you take away from it. And so, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're a good team. Fowler's a very good team and shot the ball really well tonight, and they made it difficult for us to do the things that we normally do. And we knew that coming in, but sometimes when you see a team up close and personal, it looks a whole lot different than it looks on film. And so proud of the effort tonight from our girls, but hey, that's a, as I told the coach at the end of the game, I've been doing this a long time, and that's, that's probably one of the best teams I've ever seen um, in Class D. Thursday night, Saginaw Novell Fowler. Whoever wins that game, oh, I'm picking them. I'm picking them to win it all without well, a doubt. I, I knew when the regional brackets came out. I mean, I knew that whoever team comes out of this region will win it all. I mean, this is a tough, tough regional draw. Um, you know, unfortunately, we drew, draw, drew Fowler on the first night, but at the end of the day, they're a good team. Novell's a good team, and whoever wins that game will win the state championship. Yep, and the reason why I wanted to bring you on is this is one of the biggest senior classes that you've had over the last years, and obviously one of the most successful. The, you guys have just had success upon success the last 10 years, but Emma Yonker, Laura Gunner, Maddie Munley, Anna Tewilliger, Delaney Scully, Jordan Spagnock, Kelsey McDonald. I don't know if you want to go through each one individually. you got to go <laughs> celebrate with right. the team, but what has this group of seven girls meant to you guys? special you know and it's I've seen these girls play since they were in middle school and, and really because they're so close to my daughter's age we were been very close to them for years and so to see how they've grown over the years um, as not only as players but as young women um, just so impressed so proud of them all for all their accomplishments and again it's not about wins and losses it's really about you know the, how they've grown as individuals and as players and so I've been blessed to be their coach um, they've definitely left their mark on the program you know Delaney left on the floor here tonight you know and she's hey. a kid that's you know she came to a tough, tough spot where she had to come after scout and so you know, she's made her own mark here at Sacred Heart. And it was one of those that, like, a couple times I almost got choked up looking out at Delaney because it's, it's one of those games where you could see it in her face in the second quarter that, she, you know, this is a tough team, this is going to be a tough bout. But like you said, diving for loose balls all over the place, shooting when she needed to, and she ended up with seven points tonight. Kelsey ended up with nine, Maddie with ten. Yep. And so offensively, you guys came alive after the first quarter, but 
Their offense was just yeah. unbelievable. And those those two Riley sisters, Emma finished with 26, Mia with 16. They're playing college ball somewhere. They're somewhere. I mean, they're just solid players, and we don't see those type of players in Class D. That's just the reality, you know. And you know that's the that's the thing, and that's what happens when a lot of the bigger schools start coming down to Class D. I mean, it really shows the separation between the the type of players. I mean, that's a that's a clear Class C school. But at the same time, you know, they're a good team. Now, yeah. they, they give a lot of teams problems. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, you know, even Kelsey, Lily, Maddie would say that the lead of this team was 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 Delaney yes oh, and so uh, kind of give me your, your final thoughts on her what it was like to coach her and and just the effort that she brought every night to this program I mean she's just a kid that laid out every day for the girls I mean she put the team before herself um, you know she's grown so much over four years and she had a great leader her freshman year at scout but then she learned from scout and then grew from it from there and she always wanted to get better um, she wanted to do whatever she could do to help the team be successful and as a coach that's all you ever want you know she was an extension of me you know, she knew what we wanted to run. Uh, she knew what was going to work, what wasn't going to work. And she's just a great young lady and wishing nothing but the best in the future. Yeah, but I don't know if she's playing hoops at the next level. If there's nope. some small schools in the area, they yeah. might. But she's probably already she's got all her plans. Done. Yep, she's at Central, so she wants to move on. But it's, man, right. it's been a pleasure to coach her. All right, Damon, thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks, and once again, like, after the loss, it <laughs> just, just means a lot you're able to come up here and talk so Appreciate much, it. man. Thank you. Well, 104-3, just, just a class act right there, Damon Brown. I mean, after that big loss, it's Team season ends, still comes up and takes some time to chat with me. Just, just means an awful lot. And as you always hear me say, I know he's doing things for the right reasons. Now let's head into this week of MHSA Sports with John Ross. We come back, talk about that Oiler game Friday night. And as I said, in the second half of Spock Sports Show, it's going to kind of give you a rundown of where all of our teams finished. And then in the next couple of weeks, we're going to put a bow on the season with a nice little recap. Talk about those JNR All-Stars as well. Here's this week in MHSA Sports with John Ross. Familiar faces come out on top in Grand Rapids, and 14 girls are celebrating MHSAA championships for the first time in wrestling. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan's Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. I'm John Ross, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. It was a historic weekend of wrestling at Ford Field in Detroit for the 2022 Individual Wrestling Finals. For the first time in MHSAA history, there was a girls' division of wrestling, and now there are 14 individual girls' champions. The final started with the 170-pound weight class, which meant Sabrina Noss of Brighton became the first MHSAA girls' wrestling champion in state history. The sophomore defeated Chloe Williams of Clio by pinfall in a minute 59 in a match that will be remembered for a long time. The first girls' overtime match was won by South Lion East, Tyler Swanigan. She scored an extra period takedown of Clinton's Faith Blackburn to win the 130-pound title. And three-time Michigan Wrestling Association winner Eliana Bomarito won in the 255-pound division. Bomarito is the number one ranked wrestler in the country at her weight and was impressive all weekend racking up victories. On the boys' side, Dundee's Casey Swiderski won his fourth straight individual title. That, coupled with his four team titles at Dundee, makes him just the fourth person in MHSAA wrestling history to win 4-4. Four four. He joins Davison's Brent Metcalf, Lowell's Austin Boone, and former Dundee teammate Stoney Buell in that exclusive club. In Division II, Detroit Mumford's Jamarcus Smith won a title in the 103-pound weight class, becoming the first wrestler from the Detroit Public School League to win an individual wrestling title. For more on all of the champions from a great weekend at Ford Field, please go to secondhalf.mhsaa.com. Game balls this week go to Fowler's Emma Riley. 
she scored 18 as the defending Division IV champion Eagles knocked off Portland St. Pat's for a district title. Earlier in the year, St. Pat's had beaten Fowler twice. And to Dundee wrestling coach Tim Roberts, he's retiring after leading his team to a fifth straight team wrestling championship in Division Three. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with MHSAA Assistant Director Brent Rice. Bundle up because we're on the ice today with a delayed offside situation in hockey. During the delayed offsides, the puck is shot directly on goal. Should the official whistle the play dead and restart the faceoff from the offending team zone, whistle the play dead and restart with the faceoff from the closest dot from where the shot was taken, whistle the play dead and restart with the faceoff from the neutral zone, or let the play continue. If you said let the play continue, you're correct. In this situation, the play should be allowed to continue until all offensive players clear the offensive zone. The next time there's a delayed offsides call with a shot on goal, you'll know what to do. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. It was a complete sweep by two-time defending champions at the competitive cheer finals at the Deltaplex in Grand Rapids. In Division I, Rochester Adams posted the best score for its third straight state title. In D2, Allen Park wins it all for the third consecutive season. Richmond is bringing home its fourth straight Division III title. And in Division IV, Hudson wins it for the third straight year and fourth time in five years. On the bowling lanes, the bowling champions on the boys' side are Livonia Franklin in Division I, Grand Rapids Northview in D2, Gladwin in Division III, and Plymouth Christian in Division IV. On the girls' side, Macomb, Dakota wins it all in D1. Clint Kearsley wins it all again in D2. Shepard comes out on top in D3. And Bronson wins it all in Division 4. For more on competitive cheer and bowling, please check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. Welcome back on in to Spock Sports Show. Another big thank you to John Ross for always providing that great content. All right, here's what happened Friday night with the Mount Pleasant Oilers Midland High. What an atmosphere it was at Midland High School as the Oilers boys took on Midland High. The district championship on the line. The third time these two teams had played this year, Mount Pleasant won both of the previous contests. And I'll make that terrible joke that somebody forgot to tell the Chemics that they were not favored in this game. Midland came in at 11 and or 12 and 9, Mount Pleasant coming in at 17 and 4, and all it was just it was just a fantastic ball game all the way through. Mount Pleasant led 16 to 14 at the end of 1, Midland High led 30-24 at the end of 2, led 43-36 at the end of 3, and then it was a final of 64-61. But in the second half, holy moly, there was a lot of runs. With 3.48 left to go in the third quarter, it looked like Midland was running away with things. They were up 43-25, but half of a huge third-quarter performance from Jason Davenport, who ended with 23 points, scoring 9 
in that third quarter. Then watch out. Here come the Oilers after that 15-1 run for Midland High. The Oilers went on their own 17-0 run, sparked by five three-pointers from Drew Perita and Ryan Gottlieber that made it 43-42. And then it was a 7-0 run for Midland High to make it 50-42. Then they just kind of were able to hang on to the lead for dear life. When the Oilers turned up the ball pressure defensively, it really caused some havoc for Midland and I said they were able to hang on for victory. They got some big performances. Abram Haddad hurt his wrist in the middle of the game, may have broken it, came back and played in the second half. He had two threes in the first quarter, two threes in the fourth quarter, finished with 13 points. That was huge. The star, Drew Barry, did what he needed to do, played some great defense. He finished with 18 points, but it was the junior, Jason Davenport, with the game of his life, finishing with 23 to help lead the Chemex to that 64-61 victory over Mount Pleasant. The third time, yes, the third time in a row that the Oilers have faced Mount Pleasant, Pardon me, third time in a row that the Oilers have faced Midland in a district championship and fallen to them despite being the favorite. Andrew Barbie led the way for Mount Pleasant with 18 points. Drew Parita also had 13, all of them coming in the second half. Ryan Gottlieber with 10 points. But the problem for the Oilers, again, was free throws. 15 of 27 from the free throw line. And there may, may have been a couple of missed calls down the stretch that could have gone the Oilers' way. However, when you shoot 27 free throws, you can't really complain about not getting to the line. Time to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to get into the second half here, and we're going to talk about where all of our teams finish with basketball season. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to put a big bow on things, talk about those JNR All-Stars. You listen to Spock Sports Show, part of the Mid-Michigan Matters Hour on Buck 92. Thanks for tuning in to Spock's Sports Show on WMMI. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92. All right, let's just get into a quick look, see where all of our local teams finish. As I said, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk to those JNR All-Stars, maybe talk with some coaches, and take a deep dive into what happened this great basketball season in mid-Michigan with high school sports. Start things off talking about the Sacred Heart Academy Irish. Their girls team was the team that, well, went farthest for us. You heard me talk about it. They fell to Fowler this past Tuesday in regional opener action. And the final was 66-30. to I will be surprised if Fowler does not win the state title. They won the regional championship as they bested Saginaw Novell on Thursday. The Irish girls finished their season at 17-5. and So you got to go to 2000 and talk a little bit about the success Damon Brown has had. 2012 and 2018 are the only times in the past 10 years that the Segarrat girls have not won their district championship. So they did win it this year, fell in that regional opener to Fowler, who I expect to be playing for the state title this next Saturday. Now let's slide over talk about the Segarrat Academy boys basketball team. Fell in the district final to Vesterberg, and it looked like they might have gotten an easier matchup as Breckenridge fell to Vesterberg. Sacred Heart Academy had bested Vesterberg on the road, but they fell to him at home this year. But the final score was 40 to 22. Yes, a defensive performance put on by Vesterberg, and usually when that happens, the officials must have really been letting them play out there. So Vesterberg moving on to regional semifinal action next week. Good luck to those youngsters. Now let's slide up north and talk about the Clare High School basketball team. Their girls fell in the district championship to stand to Sterling 55-38. They finished the regular season, well they finished their season, pardon me, at 12-10. Third place in the Jack Pine Conference with an 8-6 Jack Pine record. Clare boys, what a year they had, but definitely ended up much shorter than they would have liked it. They finished the season at 18 and 3. They went 14 and 0 and Jack were 19 and 3, pardon me. They went 14 and 0 and Jack Pine play. Their only two losses in the regular season were to two teams still playing in Elma and Rudyard. 
I imagine Rudyard's still playing. They fell in the district championship to Standis Sterling, 65-56. to Standis Sterling only one loss on the year. What a district championship that was with Claire coming in at 19-2. Standis Sterling coming in at 19-1. But it was Standish ultimately winning that game, 56-65, to ending that great season for the Claire Pioneers. They finished 19-3, undefeated in Jack Pine Conference play. Now let's talk about the Mount Pleasant Oilers, and oh boy, what a game that was Friday. If you missed me talking about it earlier, you can always find the Spock Sports Show podcast well, wherever you get your podcasts nowadays. Let's start talking about the Mount Pleasant Oilers girls basketball team. Fell in their district openers. They had to open up against Midland Dow, one of the top teams in the state. I expect them, similar to Fowler, to be playing for a state championship coming up this next week as Midland Dow is currently 23-1. But the Oilers girls finished their regular season at 7-14 on the year. Only one senior on the roster. Congratulations to Maddie Malino. Did a great job leading this group of youngsters this year. And the conference they play in, I talk about it all the time, it's ridiculous. Got Midland, Carmen Ainsworth, Grand Blanc, Heritage, all very strong teams this year. And the Mount Pleasant Bulls. Boys, similar to the Claire boys, it was a great year that they had, but I think they would have wished that it was still going. Let's plan on making that long trip up to Gaylord Monday. The Oilers finished their season at 17-5 to the boys. Their regular season losses, they didn't have a bad one. They had a one-point loss on the road to Lapeer. They had another nine-point nine point loss at Grand Blank. Another loss at Saginaw by 10 points, and then another loss at Flint Carmen Ainsworth. So, the other boys didn't lose at home this entire season. But for the third time in a row, they got nabbed by Midland in the district championship. And you go back two years ago, Mount Pleasant did best, did best Midland in the district semifinal. But the last three times the Oilers have faced Midland High in the district championship, they've been the favorite. and They have not been able to pull out the victory. Jason Davenport, as you heard me talk about earlier, had the game of his life, 21 points. Drew Barry did what Drew Barry does, and Midland went on to win 64-61. to And there may have been a couple missed calls down the stretch, but the Oilers did shoot 27 free throws. They only made 15 of them. That ended up being what they call their Achilles heel in this one, and I, I hate using the Achilles heel because I've torn my Achilles. That is ultimately what costed the Oilers in that one, 64-61. Once again, if you're going to be missing doing the recap of that game, you can find it at the Spock Sports Show podcast. And that leaves us to talk about Shepherd Blue Jays and the Beale City Aggie basketball teams. Shepherd Blue Jay girls finished their season at 7-13, and and they fell in the district opener to a really strong belding team. As far as conference play goes, Shepherd Blue Jays were 6-7 and seven in conference play in a very middle-of-the-road, you know, tough conference, I'll say. You had Meridian at 14-0 with the outstanding freshman McLaughlin. But then Farwell, Clare, Gladwin, Beaverton, and Beale City all just within a couple games of each other. Everybody bunched up there in the middle, but Shepard coming away 7-13 on the season for their girls' hoops. Shepard boys basketball, they lost an absolute heartbreaker in the district semifinals, 61-59 to to Howard City, Tri-County. And I got to give some big credit to Lance Manny. At the end of the season, he just piled on some tough games, played Mount Pleasant, went to Beale City, trying to get his team prepared for the playoffs, but it didn't quite work out this year. But they had a young team, going to have a lot of great players coming back. A couple of the seniors that were really good, Trent Zilska and Eli Williams. Congratulations to them on a great year. The Shepherd Blue Jay boys finished the regular season at 11-10. and That leaves us to talk about the Beale City Aggies. The Beale City girls were very, very young this year. A couple of freshmen up on varsity, and I believe the JV team might have been filled with freshmen as well. But the varsity finished 4-16 and on the year. They fell in their district opener to Beaverton. 38-29. to 29. Like I said, pretty much the whole team going to be coming back for this Beale City girls basketball team. They could make some noise here in the next couple of years in that loaded girls basketball Highland Conference. 
That leaves us to talk about the Beale City boys, who kind of, you know, similar to, I'll say, Claire and my Pleasant. They had a wonderful season, but ended up a lot shorter than they wanted to. They fell in the district championship to Sanford Meridian 60-50. to Beale City finished the season at 16-6, 11-5 overall in Highland Conference play. McBain Northern Michigan Christian still alive, 22-0. They were the champions of the Highland Conference this year. So that's just kind of a quick recap of what happened with our local basketball teams. Make sure you tune in the next couple weeks. Maybe catch up with some coaches, catch up with Bubba, Bubba McLean, do a kind of a deep dive and talk about Spock's All-Stars, the JNR All-Stars for high school basketball this year. Thanks so much. Tune in to Spock Sports Show. Be back with you next week. Part of that Mid-Michigan Matters Hour. Same place, same time. Buck 92. And as part of our MHSA affiliation, the next couple Saturday mornings, you'll be able to hear championship basketball on Buck 92. Sean and Rachel fill you in on the My Morning Show with My 104.3. Be able to have the Class D and the Class A championship games for girls next week. Fingers crossed that we got Fowler, Midland Dow, a couple local teams playing. We'll see you next week on Spock Sports Show, Buck 92. Okay, here are five important reasons why your son or daughter should play a high school sport. Number one. High school sports teach valuable life lessons like self-discipline, sportsmanship, and time management skills. Two. Teens who play a high school sport have better grade point averages and fewer disciplinary problems. Number three. High school sports help fight teen obesity and substance abuse. Here's number four. High school sports provide wholesome, constructive after-school activity, perfect for today's families. And number five. And high school sports are safer than ever before. Injury surveillance and research, better equipment, and the continuing education programs for coaches provided by state and national athletic associations have made high school sports safer than ever before. This message presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.